on this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood. On this episode, Dominic is going to talk about auras, seeing auras, talking about auras, understanding auras, and photographic aura profiling. So if you've never come across aura profiling ever before, I think you're going to find this next half hour fascinating listening. On this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood, I'm sat here with Alison Zenden, and we're going to talk auras, everything you ever wanted to know about your aura or even what an aura is. So Alison's got a few questions, and I'm going to be answering those questions. Alison. Hi. Yeah, can you explain, please, what is an aura? Okay. Well, the aura was first documented by a guy called Walter Kilney, in 1927 when he wrote a book called The Human Atmosphere. Now what he actually said was the energy that we all transmit from our bodies creates an atmosphere around each and every one of us. And that primarily is the basis for what the aura actually is and how people can actually start to feel it, see it and understand it is a different matter. But once you accept that we all have this energy resonating from our bodies, then we can start to figure out how to use that information for the best way of being able to live and do the things that we do in normal life. Right. When did you actually work out that you could see auras? Well, I didn't know I was seeing auras. I just used to see energy colours coming from people. And from a very young age, I used to see things like my grandmother, who was um, you know, quite old when I was young, you know, compared to where I was. And I used to call her the green lady because she used to smoke. And of course, these great big clouds of nicotine that used to get into her system used to come out of her in her, in her energy field. Now, I thought that was very normal to actually be able to see how somebody looked color wise as well as personal wise. So when you see somebody and you see this sort of um, great big um, best way to describe it is sort of a, a circle of green around them. You're thinking, well, hang on, she's a green lady. And that's how I was thinking when I was five and six. When I started to work out that not everyone saw auras was a bit later on in my life because as a child you're busy doing other things you're busy running around playing sport you know getting into mischief and doing the stuff that I did as a child but you start to realize that not everybody sees colors around people 
And as I got older and older and got into my 20s, I realized that very few people saw those colors, although they could see them if they could be taught to see them. My experiences at school were very, very much about seeing voices from teachers. And I can remember one teacher having a real black and red voice when they used to shout across the classroom. And I used to see fragmented pieces of red and black come out of their mouth. Now, all I was seeing was the colors against the vibration of sound coming from that person. Now, we all know how much sound vibrates, and we should actually understand that the body vibrates as well. And we create those colors by the vibrational frequencies that we actually reach during our talking, walking, living, all the things that we do. So really, every indication of what we do, from a voice pattern through to what somebody may want to show us, may not want to show us, is all indicated in their aura. And you have to remember that when you look at an aura, what you're seeing is you're seeing three different distinct levels of aura. You're seeing the outer aura, you're seeing the inner aura, and the middle aura. Now, I mean, would you like me to explain a little bit about the different colors within the auras as we see them and how we can see them? Yes, I think that would be very informative. I, I really do. I think obviously different colors obviously mean different things. And I'm sure if people learn eventually to read their own aura, then they would really benefit from this. Yeah, I think it's really handy to know where to look for and, and how to do it. But the first thing I'll explain to people is what to look for. Because if we know what we're looking for, then we can start to actually put our mind to thinking about where we want to be within it. Now, the human aura has three layers. The outer layer, which is the, the hard shell of the aura. This is the orange, and it's different shades of orange depending on how energetic the person is. If you, for instance, you look at a sportsman, the, the aura on the outside, the orange shell, is going to be really quite dark orange. But if you look at an old lady or an old man that are a little bit more frail, then you see a very thin outer layer. And sometimes the outer layer has holes in it. So people that um, drink alcohol or smoke tobacco, you know, ingest nicotine and other substances tend to wear out the protective layer of their aura really quickly. So what happens is where the outer aura holds in all the rest of the energy, little gaps start to appear and it gets worn right down very thin and energy starts to actually come out. So you see little little leaks of energy coming out of the aura around the person if they've actually got artificial substances or you know things like alcohol, nicotine, sugar in their system. So the outer aura wears right down and it doesn't hold in the other aura. And normally the effect of that is that the person feels very, very tired. And that's normally the first thing we can spot when we first look at a person is the outer aura and we normally the first thing we see in the color wise is it being very white because every light everything that comes into our spectrum of seeing is white light when we split that white light then we get the seven rains rows of the rainbow so we get different contrasting colors so the aura actually is very you can look at it as being very pure white 
But when you start to see it and start to actually focus on it, it turns the outer side bright orange. The middle aura is about the emotional person. And if you can see a middle aura, it's all about the blues, the purples, the communication, the energy within that communication, the ability. I look at it as intent whether someone's intent about doing something or not. They tend to be very blue, very sort of purpley blue, people that are intentful of doing things and want to get things done. That They tend to have that energy that is kept in there, that they have that forces them into doing things. So you can see that around it. And then you look into the, the inner aura, and depending on the diet and the fitness of the person, for instance, if the person's got a back problem, in the inner aura, you'll see lots of pinks and reds because there's a strain and the muscle is working hard to repair itself. And that vibrates at a different level. So you start seeing those pinks and reds. If there's actually lots of artificial stimulants in the bloodstream, you'll see them as well because they'll come out in different shades of green. For instance, alcohol comes out at lime green. So if someone's been drinking the night before, you will see lots of lime green coming into their, into their inner aura and mixed into their middle and their outer aura. And people that drink alcohol consistently tend to have very weak outer auras. And it's like they have to refresh their auras. So what you're doing is you're starting to pick up the spectrum of colors that emulate from the white light on the outside of the person into the actual next colors, which are the blues and the purples that then mix with the greens. And then you get things like um, browns and you get darker colors and you get grays and you get so many different mixtures of color. But each color on the body indicates a certain situation within that person's situation. I see. Really, really, really informative. Um, is there any way that we can protect our aura or from, you know, the outer aura being very thin, like you said earlier, and again, feeling very sort of lethargic and, and that type of thing? Yeah, that's a great question, because, you I mean, how we protect our auras is, is an important part of our well-being as people. You know, if you think of your health, which is then goes into your thinking and into your daily life. It matters to get this right. So the first thing to be able to think about is your general health. And you think about the, the, the whole generality of, of your health and what you're eating, what you're taking into your body. So, you know, if you want to eat meat, that's your choice. But meat tends to have an effect on the aura and it weighs people down. It becomes very heavy. And the meat eaters have darker colors in their auras the the other thing that happens is that if we tend to go for a more plant-based diet we tend to have a lot less heavy colors so we get lighter colors get more pastel shades around our aura the the other pit that really matters is how we think our thoughts really do create an awful lot of stress for us and how we react to our, our thoughts really do matter. So if we actually are fairly calm in our life, we don't react, then we find that the aura becomes more tight. It becomes a lot less stressed. And so the energy coming from that is a lot more fluidic. It flows much more naturally. Whereas if we're really stressed and really angry about something, then we start to get really strong, darker colors come out. The outer aura starts to get a little bit holy. So 
the bit that really matters with that is, yes, you can do something about it. Now, there's two things that I know that really helps us a little bit. If we've been around people that all day are very negative, you know, you must have come across people asking that all day they're just totally negative about everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing's right. Nothing can be done right. doesn't matter how you think, what you do. And then in the end, you get worn down by it. Well, those people tend to change their energy. They tend to sort of come and latch onto your aura. And those people can leave that negative energy with you. So you would, you, you know, people that work in offices or have colleagues or family members that are like this will know this feeling. And one of the best ways to cleanse your aura is to soak in water, you know, all over. If you go swimming or if you go in, you get into a bath or it's a great way. Water washes away a lot of the negative energy and it will wash away a lot of the imprints around people, a lot of the attachments around people. But there's one other thing you can do with your when you go into a bath is you can pop some orange oil drops. You know, you can get this from any health food shop. Um, it's oil of orange. Put a couple of these drops in your bath water. You don't want too much. You don't want to smell like a like a vegetable shop. <laughs> you, you just want a little bit in the water. And what it does, it helps to repair the outer aura. So not only do you start afresh when you come out of um, bathing or in surrounding yourself with water, what you do is you find that you're a lot less heavy. You become a lot easier. You know, you become lighter in your mind. Things don't get so intense and it becomes so much simpler to actually stay calm. And if you find yourself getting mad about things or getting overrate about things, it's normally because people are placing you in a stressful situation. So think about bathing. It actually takes away a lot of that orange oil alongside the bathing. Remember, the people you surround yourself with all have their auras. And if you've got a really bright aura, they're going to be attracted to you because they want your energy. Mm. So think of it as the law of attraction. If you're bright, you might not want to attract people that are not bright. Yeah, you want to attract people that are bright with you so you can both be light and positive and really intentful together. And that's the best way by actually showing people this outer side of you that is so, so positive about life and so positive about the things that you're doing, your eating, your exercise, the things that you're actually thinking about, all good positive thoughts. And if you feel people negative, which people that are positive do quite often, Try and move away from them. Try and get out of their way. Don't attract people that have got issues and problems because you find a lot of people that are very positive in life will find the people that are easiest to meet, which is the people with the issues, the mental problems, very easy to find because they find you. It's like an invisible, yeah, the aura is like a big, big calling card saying, come and get me, come and talk to me because I've got all this energy and, I, and you need some of my energy. And you might just, you might mislay that information because you might be thinking that they really want you, really want to talk to you, really want your advice or your friendship. And they don't, they just want your energy. They want to suck your aura off you. And so they want you to be like them. And you will find this so often when you look at people, you, you know, you sense who they are before you get to know them. Don't disguise helping somebody with being able to do the things that they want you to do. 
because these people can be very, very difficult to be around once you suss them out, once you work out that they're just there to drain your energy. Yeah. So really, you get rejuvenated if you bathe, you put orange oil in, you feel really alive and you wash away a lot of toxins. Is that right? Yeah. Well, attachments to the aura. Mm. Yeah, you you yeah. think about in your daily life, think of all the people you come across, people on the train, the bus, in the shops, you know, people in your daily life, you know, even family members, you know, sometimes it can be really draining. And if you've got their energy bombarding you all the time, you think if you don't wash that off, if you shower every day, you're going to miss your legs, you're going to miss your back, you're going to miss you know, parts of your arms. And yeah, you're not going to cover yourself in water and disperse that energy. So, I mean, your daily routine should be to be able to bathe or to be able to get into a bath at least once a week because yes. you don't want the build up. You don't want to be like that. You know, most people don't start off life as negative children. No. Yeah, you know, some are a little bit more dour than others, aren't they? But as a child, you've got bundles of energy. It's because your energy is only going in one place and it hasn't been pushed into these places where you're having to do things or having to talk to people. You're pretty free to decide on what you use your energy for as a child. As an adult, you have to cope with other people yes. much, much more. So there's a lot more about you know that the sort of energy signatures and the, the flow of energy that really matters. And yes. if I was to just put it into into segments, what you eat matters. What you take into your body really matters. So you know if you smoke or you drink alcohol. Think about why you're doing those things. And sugar, sugar is the other one that really does affect people's um, energy levels. It sort of saps them and makes them feel a little bit more sort of lethargic in life. Whereas I think uh, instant energy burst, you know, how many people do you know that will grab a bar of chocolate or a packet of crisps if they're feeling that they need a bit of energy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So think about, you know, maybe grabbing a carrot or a celery stick something different because you might not feel the instant burst but you'll feel the burn as you go through the day and it will be more sustained yeah okay. great fantastic thank you and also just one more question i'm sure people want to know as well here does every single person an animal as well have auras yeah every single object has a energy signature even the table we're sat next to the walls everything vibrates Everything is built up of um, tiny little atoms, and those atoms vibrate at different different resonances, different frequencies. So everything from your pets to your house to your children to your, your electrical items, they all have energy signatures that have an aura around them. Each different um, situation has different signatures, but you can tell a lot by looking at a pet or by look looking at a child and what we're going to come on to in part two Alison is we're going to start talking a little bit about my work with aura photographic profiling which allows people to get insights into auras even though they can't see them themselves great look okay. forward to it stay tuned and listen for aura photographic profiling
You're listening to Twisted and Misunderstood, the paranormal podcast from Alison and Dominic Zenden. Today, in part one, we were talking a little bit about what is an aura. In part two, we're now going to discuss what aura photographic profiling is. Alison. Yes, well, basically, can you explain to everybody what aura photographic profiling actually is and what it entails? Okay, it's a very simple process that um, if you've never come across it before, it's really a shortcut into you understanding your aura, your colours, what the meanings are, what the actual implications are, and how your energy levels affect your personality and the things that you're doing and acting. So it's really, it's, it's like um, someone reading your aura for you at a distance. So what happens is um, from a full-length colour photograph, the aura is always captured in the photograph. Now, I'm fortunate enough, I see these auras, I see these colours. Some are darker than others. Some are, are more easier to read than others because you, a photograph can be taken in many different situations. You know, people send me photographs from outside which makes it a little bit more difficult because it's a lot lighter but what we actually do is we take the colors captured on a color photograph and interpret them gosh okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. so so and then with that interpretation and with the meanings of all the colors in your aura i write a report which i call a profile so what you'll get is you'll get a summary of everything that is actually surrounding you from your outer your middle and your inner aura and you'll get a really insightful and articulate report actually stating where the things are that within your body that need to be addressed or need to be thought about or even if you're wanting it for a partner or somebody else just their personality Sometimes when someone sends me a photograph, they're sending me someone that they want to date. Okay. Yeah. So really what they're saying is I want, I like the look of this person and they look nice, but tell me what their aura tells you about them. So really the aura profiling is all about the things that people won't tell you. So if you're going onto a dating site and you're wanting to find somebody to date, you're just going to read their, their little bit of what they say, their profile. You're going to look at their picture and go, oh, I quite like you. You look okay. I'm going to go and date you. Then, <laughs> then you go and meet them, which takes you probably two hours to get ready. It takes you another 20 minutes to get to the location. And then you sit there and they come in and they're totally different to what they say. So you just wasted probably four hours of your time talking to somebody, meeting somebody that is not suitable to you. So I shortcut that stuff, okay? This is what is so interesting profiling and aura profiling is. I will tell you what that person really is like. I will tell you their personality. I will tell you how they're thinking. I will tell you a little bit about their, their diet regime, all the things that is going on within them, I will point out. So you're not just relying on your judgment. You might get a report back from me for a, a profile for a guy that you're looking at or a lady that you're looking at. And you might think, wow, that's really suited to me. That really is. That's worth me doing that. Or you might get a profile that comes back and says, no, this person is, 
you know, a little bit lazy, a little bit slovenly, a little bit confrontational. They have a lot of frustration and anger around them. And you'd be thinking, hang on, they wouldn't show that on a date. I need to either go and meet them and see if that's right, because sometimes you need to experience it for yourself. But more likely, once you've got to trust my profiling, you wouldn't go. You would actually save that time and you'd use that time to meet somebody that was more appropriate to you. So aura profiling in that in dating and Internet dating is a sensation. It's been so useful for so many people. And we've had so much success with it, making getting people together and getting people to actually enjoy the process again, rather than having to trawl through and go over. And you know, can you, you know, the, the repeat dating bit on these websites can be very tedious for people, and it's very tiring because all you really want to do is meet somebody that wants the same things as you. Yeah, you're compatible, you've got the same interests yeah. and hobbies. Okay, it's not even, sometimes, right, it's not even matching an aura. All it is is being able to figure out that somebody is calm, gentle, thoughtful, loyal. Yeah, those sort of things. And often an aura will show if somebody is um, angry, frustrated, difficult, argumentative, because the energy that they actually create throughout their life is normally because they are getting very, very angry in situations and it leaves that signature in their energy fields, in their atmosphere. And all you've got to remember is you walk into a room and there's somebody in that room that is really difficult or really, really hard. You know, people say that person has a feel about them or an aura around them or uh, a feel. You can sense it. You really can. And in modern day life, we've lost the ability to sense what people are actually like. We're tending to look at what they're dressed like, what their hair is like, what their makeup is like. And we can't anymore. Because there's so many things that people add to their personalities to actually disguise the fact that they're really difficult people. You know, you just got to look at society and people have hair extensions, you know, makeup perfect. And they can be an absolute nightmare to be around. Same with blokes. You know, they can come across as, you know, going down the gym, having great physique and looking brilliant and, and being able to project an image that they want to show. And they can be really antisocial, really controlling, really difficult people. So the image that we portray, which is all around us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're all in image conscious. We're all thinking about how we look and what we actually are. Whereas really, I would say to you, look at the aura, because that actually cuts through all the things that someone doesn't tell you. I can tell you on a profile. Gosh, wow. <laughs> so really, it's, it's the inner self, isn't it? It's who the person actually is. And I'm sure lots of people have been thinking now, I want a, a photographic profiling. I want to know what this person's like. And yeah. All excited about it, because I know I would be, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great thing, because the people that I work with come back time and time again. I, I've met people that once, you know, once they have one profile done, they want everyone in the family profiled, the friends profiling. And even if you start with someone that you know really well, just to test me, you might want your mum profiling, for instance. And you might say to me, Dom, I just want a, a quick little report, maybe 200 words, all about my mum. Tell me what you see. And I can come back and I can show you what I see. And then if it's what you know to be true, 
then you can then test me on people that you don't know. Because that way, you've got that little bit of reassurance that what I'm telling you is real. And, and it's not something that's just made up. This is taking me years to perfect. I've had to learn every single combination of color, every single meaning behind those combinations of colors, know where to look, know what to look for, know how to write this down. Because these reports are really detailed. They, they need to be written really, really carefully. So it's taken me a long time to perfect this. Right. But, but we've really got it spot on right now. And the beauty of Aura Profiling is that you can send me a picture on an email. You can take it on your mobile phone while you're on the date. And I can get you a short report back in, in the first 20 minutes. And the time it takes your bloke to go and get you a drink or you to get your bloke a drink, I can have a profile there for you, ready. Wow, how good is that? It's brilliant. It's all interactive, isn't it? It's, mm. it's, all, it's all there. It's instant understanding of someone. And if you know the areas to push, can you imagine it on a date? You know what to talk about straight away. You're knowing what to say to that person and knowing the awkward questions because that way you can actually then work out, is that person for real? Are they not for real? The the other part of this is your animals, your pets. Now, yes. I'm very fortunate to be able to work with horses because every horse has a personality. I'm sure the people that own dogs and cats all realize that they're all individuals. They all have their own individual personalities and they have their individual auras as well. And they all make a big, big difference to you know how they react, how they go about things. So if you're looking to you know, maybe purchase a dog and you want to buy a dog, you know, we can look at the litter of the puppies and say, this is the calmest one. This is the funniest one. This is the most energetic one because their auras are, are going to be very telltale to that. Same with racehorses. We can say, hang on, this racehorse needs a little bit of care, a little bit of love. You know, it needs a little bit of nurturing. Or this one is, is stubborn and it doesn't matter how you treat it. And it's, it's that little bit of an insight into the personality so you can actually adjust your behavior that really helps with the aura photographic profiling. It just allows you to do that. So many people would want that done. I, I know that. Do you have any sort of information of who you've read for or who you've done a you know, photographic profiling for? Yeah, well, I, mean, I worked for quite a time in Harley Street, London, and met quite a lot of famous sportsmen and women, as well as royalty as well as you know, very affluent people that were very keen to have um, different parts of their families and the, even themselves profiled aura-wise. So that was really good. And I can't name names because that would be inappropriate because it's a private service. If you want to share it with somebody, that's really your, you know, your, your obligation. But I can't share the names of the people that I've read for in that way. But I just say that I've done over a thousand reports of wow. aura profiling from people from royalty, sportsmen to famous actors and actresses, all the way through the scale of people to a lady who actually has a child and wants me to profile the child for her. So she knows the best way to stimulate their educational needs. So right across the, you know, the range, you know, work with racehorse trainers, we've worked with people in, in kennels and in dogs. You know, so many different aspects of aura photographic profiling that goes out there. You know, people all over the world now 
I get I get emails from Australia, America, you know, all over the world. People want to be interested and, and find out what is going on. And I think that it's very useful as well in the one other area, which is the corporate interviewing area. Whereas you, you might have put a job up for um, you know for people to apply for, and you might have actually narrowed it down to twenty candidates. Now, one thing that I have done in the past is work with corporates to help them profile the people that have sent in photographs. Now, that can be a you know very you know you have to be very very accurate with this because you're talking about people's futures. But you can actually give the interviewer a little bit of an idea of the personality behind the person applying. Because remember, people only tell you what they want you to know. They won't tell you anything they don't want you to know. And quite often in a profile, we can pick up on some of the stuff within the temperament. You, know, you don't want to be working with angry people in an office. You certainly wouldn't want to be working with somebody that was um, you know, neurotic or psychotic in a, in a very tense situation. So the actual interview process can be very useful to pick up on some of the faults of those people. So lots of different areas that this actually applies to, including people, animals, and, and even sometimes people want me to profile objects just to see, you know, what they are, what, what energy is on them. And that's getting more into psychometry, you know, where you actually pick up an object and hold it. And you feel the vibration of everything that object's been through. And, you know, that's all part of, you know, an aura profiling if you want to be able to feel and sense the energy. And that's really, really informative. It's really helpful. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's, it's good to have, isn't it, that, that extra knowledge and that extra little bit of, of thought behind it. And the, the, the psychometry part of it can be very, very good to watch because you might know the history of an object, but when someone gives me an object, I can hold it, and the vibration tends to put pictures in my head. So I, I know where it is. I know what's happening with that object. And there's been several situations where we've experienced this whilst doing stage shows, because I do auras on stage as well, where I see the, the woman behind the man or the man behind the man or the woman behind the woman and literally talk about the person in the first chair and get the second person to answer. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. is quite comical, isn't it, mm. when you get that done? And then switch around. So, you know, there's always a revenge sort of motive in this, but people are not always honest about themselves, but they're very honest about their mates and the people that they know. So you normally get the truth from the second person and they normally know exactly what you're saying. So on stage auras and psychometry on stage can be really fun to do, isn't it? It's really good to watch. Yes. You, you have an insight, though, don't you? So you know if they're telling you the truth or... A porky, don't you? <laughs> well, you tend to work yeah. on that, don't you? And you can tend to bring the, the humour through that mm. because that makes it more more watchable because people want to be able to suss people out, work out their personalities. And as I said, right at the beginning of this, we miss so much by looking at what a person looks like rather than what a person really is by how the aura is indicated. This really sounds a unique service, and I believe that you're the only person, the only known person that offers this service in the world. Well, maybe. There may be other aura profilers around, but it's something very unique to me. 
something that I've built up over 20, 25 years now. And it's something that is there and it's working and people get a lot of benefit from it. So I think there's, there's other people that read colors. I come across a guy, uh, an Indian cricketer in Sri Lanka, who told me about a guru that lives in India that will actually read the colors like I do. And he's really sought after in India. And he was you know, fascinated by the fact that I could do it too. And he'd only ever come across this one guy in India doing it. So there may be people throughout the world that do it, but maybe no one does it in the same way that I do it and, for, and in the same sort of mannerisms, you know, the same sort of um, aura photographic profiling and also auras on stage and through psychometry. I'm sure people want it written down because then they can go away and digest it and it's there, isn't it? It's written down. It's not forgotten about on a tape or something. No, if, if people come to see me, uh, I will always do a one-to-one -one aura reading and it will be on tape rather than written down. If they want it written down, it's a lot harder to do it while you're talking to somebody and showing it to them. But if they send me a photograph, they will get a report they will get a profile written, which is 200, 500 or 1,000 words, depending on how much detail they want into that profile and how much they want to actually spend on the profile. Then we can actually do the written profile, which is there forever. And people have always got that as a reference, a cross-reference to know that what's been said. So, yeah, the, the evidence is in the way that people come back time after time. Yeah, I do think a lot of people do come back, don't they, to you time after time? Yeah, I get repeat people all the time, and, and I love doing what I do. And people are very interested in learning about this because it's something that maybe it's not something they come across every single day. No, abs so, absolutely. So yeah. I hope that sort of understands, gives you a little bit of clarity over what you know, aura photographic profiling is. Is there anything else we need to cover before we say goodbye for another week? Um, well, I, I think you, you've written a book, haven't you, on auras as well? Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, the yeah. book. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a book on Amazon, which is called Aura, Life in 4D. It's about £10, which is about $13. Um, you can buy it. And in that book, it actually tells you everything you need to know about the aura how to interpret the colors, what the color meanings are, how photographic profiling works, and how to actually try reading auras for yourself. Because there's certain techniques that I won't go into right now that you can learn that help you see the colors and the vibrations of a person that may be next to you, or an animal, or a child, or even an object. So it's quite an informative book, and it's I think people take it and buy it and use it a lot. I've had a lot of feedback from people that have made a lot of understanding about the energy fields around people through Aura Life in 4D on Amazon. Great. So how do people, Dominic, get in contact with you if they want one of your services? Okay, very simple. They, they actually email me. And the email address is auraprofiling at gmail.com. That's Aura which is spelled Aura, A-U-R-A, profiling at gmail.com. Or you can go and visit mindsight.org. That's got a little bit about Aura profiling on it. You can read some of the reports that I've written for people, some of the profiles that have been written. And you can get a little bit more of an insight into it by reading the couple of pages on mindsight.org. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that concludes this 
this week's Twisted and Misunderstood, the Paranormal Podcast on Anchor. Thank you for listening. If you need to get in touch, you've got the email address, you've got the actual location of where everything is. And until next week, look after one another. It's goodbye from me. And Alison. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Twisted and Misunderstood, the paranormal podcast here on Anchor. We have some exciting times coming up. On Wednesday, the 7th of July, we have our masterclass in a very quiet location in Cambridgeshire. If you want to come along, there's still time. You can actually get in touch with us via the website or you can contact us here through the misunderstood podcast page or alternatively email me at aura profiling at gmail.com that's aura profiling at gmail.com we're also launching something very exciting for the people that live in the east of england we're launching escorted paranormal tours um, if you're in this part of the world and you're interested in being able to find out the history of the paranormal, especially in Norfolk and Suffolk in England, then again, you can contact myself on AuraProfiling at gmail.com or come and leave me a message here on this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, come back next week when we'll be talking about something brand new. All music on the Twisted and Misunderstood Paranormal Podcast is by kind permission of Mel West McWaters. You can find Mel, who is a music teacher and an artist in her own right, at her SoundCloud page, which is 
Mal West Mackwaters at SoundCloud. Go and look her up if you're interested in anything from jingles to learning how to sing. She is a fantastically talented lady. So remember, every piece of music you hear on the Twisted and Misunderstood Paranormal podcast is by Mel West Mackwaters.